Welcome everybody inside the huddle on the majors dot net 734-259-4941 is the call in number. You can text net 734-273-9982. Leave us feedback on our Facebook pages as well. Facebook.com slash the majors X or Facebook.com slash TMSNX. I am Adam Hernandez with me this morning is Eric Gilson. Uh first uh First time on the air, and man, on any for any of our shows, and well over, well, not well over a week, but about a week, a little bit over a week, perhaps. I've been out dealing with a summer illness, which totally sucks. Uh, I think I still sound a little uh, congested. Do I, Eric? I was just going to say morning sickness. <laughs> it's not quite called morning sickness, but I don't think so. I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't missed anything else. But <laughs> 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 anyways, like I said, welcome everybody. Uh, I was, I was really, really hoping that we would have better news to talk about. I was hoping we'd be on the air actually last week because if we were on the air last Saturday, then that would have meant that the NFL lockout is over. But that isn't the case. Uh, it's not. It wasn't the case then, and it's still not the case now. But before we get into the happenings of the NFL lockout, um, I'm going to go ahead and throw our fan question out there. Fan question this week is, during this lengthy NFL lockout, which... Uh, Stretches all the way back till March. Uh, whose side have you been on? Have you been on the owner's side? Have you been on the player's side? Has it switched halfway through? Have you been going back and forth on on who you agree with? Let us know. 734-259-4941. You could call in with that. You could text in 734-273. 9982 or you can like I said it's on our Facebook page facebook.com slash the majors X or facebook.com slash TMSNX um, anyways like I said I was I was really really hoping Eric that the that we that we would be on air last week with inside the huddle but we weren't um, and a lot of that was due to the uh, well, all of it. In fact, 100% of it was due because of the uh, of the NFL lockout still in place. Nothing is uh, nothing really happened last week. Um, there is still talking. There are still negotiating. Uh, the big news this past week, however, the owner the owners ratified a new proposed collective bargaining agreement. That it's actually a 10 year agreement that stretches. Um, all the way to the, uh, I believe it's the 2021, I believe that's 10 years from now, uh, the 2021 Super Bowl. So it's a, it's a pretty lengthy uh, collective bargaining agreement, a new collective bargaining agreement that the two sides have, uh, that, well, I don't know if the two sides have really, uh, well, the two sides really haven't agreed on it yet. Um, the owners, like I said, ratified it. The owners we're pretty much all on board with it. Uh, the owners voting 31 to nothing in favor of it with the only team, su- not surprisingly, being the Oakland Raiders, um, kind of taking themselves out of the voting for it. So they didn't vote on it. L. Davis probably uh, forgot that there was a vote that day and didn't show up. Um because we all know how it, what type of person Al Davis is and what type of uh, owner he's become to be out there in uh, out there in Oakland. Sorry, Raiders Nation, but you have to you have to continue to deal with that. That's probably why you're su- such psychos out there in uh, in Oakland right now. But uh, owners voted 31 to nothing on the proposed new uh, collective bargaining agreement in the NFL, and. Um, like I said at the start of the show, I was hoping that we would be talking about something more positive than that. Because that is positive that the owners ratified a new deal. Very positive. Absolutely. And, uh, b- but 
Now the owners are done negotiating. <laughs> the owners are done negotiating. Um, we are now in a holding pattern with this new collective bargaining agreement because the the players haven't ratified it themselves. They have. They have. You know, in like any negotiation, like any agreement, both sides have to agree to it. Uh, the owners, like I said, ratified it. The players have yet to ratify it. I was hoping that would get done on Thursday night. Um, that didn't happen. Uh, I was then hoping you're hearing that there was probably was hopefully going to happen yesterday, Friday. Players didn't even meet on Friday to vote on it. Uh, now, Demory Smith, um, the players are now saying that nothing is going to get done this weekend, and that uh, something may come about on Monday. However, the owners have given the um, the players a deadline. The players say that, or the owners say that they're going to give the players a Tuesday deadline to come to some sort of vote on this proposed new collective bargaining agreement. I heard today that Takeo Spikes, uh, the San Francisco players rep, uh, said that the players aren't going to be held to any type of deadline set forth by the owners. And basically what this comes down to is the players still not trusting the owners. Not one bit. Um, and, it, and it's really becoming very, very childish. It's becoming very, very... Not that it wasn't stupid to begin with, because when you get... Eric, you said it best. When you get, when you get millionaires fighting billionaires, it, 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 that, it, it seems pretty silly. Because the owners are always going to have more money than the players. I mean, that's just the way things work out. I mean, once I mean, when you have an employee making more than the employer, then it's not good business. It's not good business, and eventually, you would think at some point, yeah, rolls. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a it's a totally different story. But yeah, you're right. Um, but it's like I said, it's becoming very, very, very stupid at this point because we're we're so close to having something done in all of this right now. I mean, we're so close to having football back. Now, you know, players are keeping their egos in place. They're, you know, players are still, you know, it seems fighting over something that... Right now, it seems like the players are fighting a losing battle. They are. Because, you know what, I've... In the beginning of all of this, I mean, yes, it's... I mean, it's not like going up to your employer now, like any of us, and saying, you know, you know, we're, we're not happy with the conditions of, of, of our proposed agreement. If that, if that was... If you went, out, if you went up to your employer, if, if most of us went up to our employer and said that... Uh, we would probably be shown the door. Uh, the NFL players are in a unique position because of their because of their abilities. Not very many people in the world can do what the NFL players do, and if they can, then they're in the NFL right now. Uh, I wish I was in the NFL. And the player and the owners very very much need the players to some extent. Yes. I mean, the, the the NFL players, the current NFL players that we have right now are the best in the world at what they do. Um, and there's really no arguments against that. I mean, they need each other. I mean, the owners give the players the abil- like the chance to play, and the players bring the fans to the games. It, it just goes into full circle. It does It does go into a full circle here. Um very, very much so. I mean, for the NFL to be successful, you need the players in order for it to be successful. If you don't have the players in the NFL, then what do you have? You have the CFL. You have the UFL. You have the AFL. I mean, that's you that's, have a bunch of rich bastards smoking cigars at a round table. I mean, that I mean, that's 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 essentially what you have without the the true players of the NFL. Um, They'll go back to the XFL. The XFL, exactly. Um, however, 
like I said, Eric, the, the players are very much in a losing battle at this point because the players are going to be the ones that are going to have to blink first. They're the ones that are going to have to throw up the white flag at something. And maybe that's a bad choice of words, the white flag, because it sounds like they're giving up. Which, I mean, there really is no giving up in all this because the players are still going to be getting plenty of what they want. They're still going to be making a shit ton of money in all of this. And the owners are going to be making a, a bunch of money as well. It's just, it's just, it, it just seems totally childish and pointless at the at, at this at this given time, you know, to be fighting over what seems to be very, very little. Um, and you know, I'm gonna go ahead and go over some of these, you know, some of you know the outlines here in a second of of what's been going on, but. Takeo Spice, like I said, the players aren't going to be held in, you know, by any, you know, by any deadline that the player that the owners are, 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 are giving them, and you know, it's it's very very tough to, you know, see what may come about out of all this because I'm still I'm still confident, Eric, that the players are going to ratify this deal, and ESPN's Adam Schefter says that. You know, despite them not saying that, you know, they're going to convene until Monday, which that meeting for Monday isn't even scheduled yet. They don't even have a, a, a scheduled meeting Monday. The players' union hasn't even reformed back into a union. They're still, what do, you, what do they call it, a trade organization right now still? So technically the players' union isn't even a union still, ever since they, they decertified themselves um, Back when this lockout took place or first was put in place, and yeah, it's kind of like a, trying to make a loophole so they couldn't lock them out. Yes, they weren't a union. Yes, and um, the owners just decide, hey, we're still gonna lock you out. Yes, um, but anyways, um, ju- you know this 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 whole fiasco needs to end. It does need to end, and you know. The details announced by the owners originally back on Thursday night when they ratified this new CBA. Um, the August 7th Hall of Fame game between the Bears and the Rams has been canceled. Uh, unrestricted free agency begins four players with four years occurred. Um, meaning that if you played four years, four more years in the NFL, then you can become an un- unrestricted free agent. Um, originally, teams could start talking to anyone's free agents at 1 p.m. Eastern time on Sunday. That's if they had something ratified prior to then. Um, That still hasn't happened yet. I guess that could still be a possibility if the players were to ratify the deal um, today or sometime before 1 p.m. tomorrow. But as it's 1259, they all sign it. But as that stands, I mean, that's still not the case right now. Um, The new collective bargaining agreement is approximately a 200-page document. Um, there are no opt-out clauses, meaning the agreement is good through the 2021 Super Bowl. Um, the salary cap will roughly be the same as before in 2010. Undrafted free agents potentially can start signing with teams by Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern time. Um, again, we are just hours away from that, so it probably doesn't look like that's going to stand pat. And um, with this proposed CBA, if it's ratified here soon, training camps can open Wednesday, meaning there would be no delay to the opening of training camp Um, because that's originally when it was supposed to take place. Am I correct, Eric? Yeah. Um, So like I said, it really doesn't look like any of this is really going to uh, take place as it's scheduled right now. Um, judging from what everything is, you know, judging from everything that's been happening so far. Um, and like I said, it, it, it all boils down to a lack of trust by the, uh, by the players. Um, the players do not trust the owners. Uh, and I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, I, if I were the players too, then, you know, I would want to, you know, read over the document as well. Make sure everything's in place. But 
how many players are there? How many player reps are there at the at the at the you know, you know at at these meetings? Probably thirty two. Thirty two. Thirty two player reps plus plenty of lawyers for the players association here. I mean, if you if you take all those people, sit them down, and read sections of this two hundred page document, I mean, you figure that they could they could come to terms with this or they could understand it relatively quickly, especially when you have a bunch of lawyers on tap there. Unless you have Mario Manningham reading it. Unless you have Mario Manningham reading it. Yes, that's true. But, um, I mean, it's, I mean, it seems like they could get this done relative, they could understand this relatively quickly because they were the ones too that were sitting in on these meetings I mean, they have a pretty good idea, I'm sure, of what this new CBA entails. I mean, it's not going to be like you sign this, you're selling your soul to the devil. Exactly. I mean, it's not like the owners totally came up with something new here. That's not the case. That is not the case one bit. I mean, I haven't been in the negotiations. This may sound stupid, but you could probably be pretty certain that this isn't something totally different that the NFL owners are are setting forth here. Um, What this basically sounds like right now is the players not trusting the owners and the players trying to defy the owners, saying, okay, well, we're not going to go on your terms. We're going to go on our terms. And you know something else? You You know another reason why this seems so silly, too? Is because the uh, it's gone on for 134 days. That and another reason why the why the players didn't want to ratify this agreement is because they felt that the owners were too celebratory when they announced that they ratified this. I mean, how stupid is that? That, that is, I mean, the, it's not like the owners don't want football. Unless you're Al Davis. Unless you're well, Al Davis probably forgot about football. I mean, but. I mean, the owners are going to still lose money, but they're not going to lose as much money as the players. No, they won't. And, I mean, like you said, I mean, everybody would be making money in all of this. And the owners are probably excited that they finally got they got something done. They were able to agree amongst themselves on a new collective bargaining agreement. And they were probably hopeful that... You know, they would give the players this document. They would let them know, okay, we agreed on it. Um, You know, we could finally give it to you so you guys can make a vote on it. And that, I mean, and it's exciting because, you know, finally they're at a a point in all of this where they could finally, you know, come to terms, come, you know, come back as one and put this whole nasty situation which the NFL lockout was behind them and they could finally get back to business here. They could finally get back to both sides making money. I want football. Thank you for that, Eric. Um, (laughs) 734-259-4941 is the calling number. Go ahead, Eric. No, I was just about to say I might just go into a coma until it comes out. (laughs) I might freeze myself in the north until football comes back. <laughs> 734-273-9982 is the call-in number. That's or, I'm sorry, the text number. Um, anyways, though, you know what? We're going to go ahead and take a quick commercial break. This is Inside the Huddle on themajors.net. We'll be right back. stealing cars. Well, I was 10 when I first got involved with drugs. I skipped school because, you know, nobody cared. When I first got pregnant, school was not important to me, so I dropped out. I just thought the only way I can make something out of my life is that if I get an education. I still need to go to school to make, make it for myself. Stay in school. Give yourself a chance. I think I'm happier now. I know I'm happier now. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Army and the Ad Council. 
have all kinds of excuses for not saving energy. I didn't plug it in. I'll turn it off later. It's not my music. It's just one phone charger. So um, we don't have those Energy Star appliances. So that old window leaks. How much energy and money could the new ones really save? Maybe it's time to stop making excuses and start doing some simple things to save the energy and resources we can. Because a little here and a little there can add up to a lot later, and you just never know what people will need in the future. My name is Sarah, and I'm going to get started today. We can all help save more energy for tomorrow. What's your excuse? For more energy-saving tips that also save money, visit loseyourexcuse.gov parents. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy, the Ad Council, and the station. Hi, this is Carl Edwards here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You want to make a difference? It's simple. Be responsible. Plan ahead. Designate before you celebrate. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. Hey everybody, Squirrel here reminding you to check out Detroit Grouty Radio every Wednesday night at 8 o'clock Eastern Time on Grouty.com or TheMajors.net or for download on iTunes or Stitcher. Come hang out with all your favorite lowlifes discussing everything gross, rowdy, nerdy, and dirty on Detroit's Grouty's Radio Station and one of iTunes' first 100 podcasts, Detroit Grouty Radio. Welcome back, everybody, inside the huddle on the majors.net. 734-259-4941 is the number to call in or get text in at 734-273-9982. I am Adam Hernandez. With me is Eric Gilson. Um, we've been talking NFL lockout and uh, how close we are to having football back, yet still so far away. Um, we just got to run through that wardrobe. Yep, we got to... We got it. We're all, we're almost there. I hope, I hope, because I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Sir, I I don't know what'll happen if the players decide not to ratify this deal. It's gonna be bad. I mean, it it, it has the potential to be bad. I mean, especially with the owners saying they're done negotiating. So I I don't know. It's um. I I just don't want to think. I think they will. I mean, I'm I'm almost certain that they will. They'll ratify it. Probably on Monday, but I mean, there is still that you know that you know that thought in the back of your head, you know, saying, "Okay, what happens if they don't ratify it? Then what next?" Um, but I mean, we talked about there's some sticking points that the players are, you know, I guess I could say are concerned about. Um, some players want an opt-out clause after seven years. In the ten-year deal, which I mean, <coughs> I mean, I mean, it's so what? You know, if the players aren't happy after seven years, it takes you seven years to decide whether or not you're happy or not in something. I mean, that it, it, that just seems weird to me. Seven years? Why not four years? I mean, you could you could be you could you could do the Olympic thing and all of this. Four years, okay? 
we're not happy with this. Um, but seven years, I mean, that seems that seems like a little bit of an obscure number there. With three years left in the in in the in the CBA, what about halfway through? What about five years, maybe? No, we're gonna choose seven years. Um, it's like they just had put up a dartboard <coughs> with numbers on it. And it's like let's throw this dart. See what they're gonna have Peyton hits. Manning throwing at it. Seven. All right, seven <laughs> years. Um, no, Peyton Manning. Are you sure? Are you sure that's not three? No, no, it's seven. He probably called an audible too on it. <laughs> <laughs> he probably called an audible. And um, <laughs> watch pink. Watch pink. <laughs> Um, there's also the NFL condition that the NFL PA recertifies prior to the owners lifting the lockout and players want to reform. They want to reform the union by signing vote cards in person rather than electronically. So I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, <laughs> this is like, they, they drew something out of a hat. And it's like, what should we complain about? I, I, th- I thought the first one was a little a- awkward, but okay. NFL condition. The NFL puts condition. The NFL research. NFL PA recertifies prior make, to the owners voting. Okay, sense, yeah. Uh, yeah, but I mean that's of course that's you know because you have to be a union in order to you know ratify a, 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 a you know a but, collective bargaining agreement. Of, but of they course. want to sign in person. Who <coughs> does that anymore? I, d- I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, so it seems like those are some of the sticking points right now. Um, and this is from that. That's from ESPN. So I'm not pulling those out of a hat. Maybe ESPN is. I don't I don't know. I don't know how they do stuff in Connecticut there. You know, that crazy four letter network. But um, that's what ESPN is saying right now. And like I said, just ES- trying to think of new ideas for commercials. And ESPN's Adam Schechter says that. Uh, that even though they appear not to be talking right now, he says a deal could happen. <coughs> it's possible that a deal could happen prior to Monday, or a vote could happen prior to Monday. But as it stands right now, there are no current plans, even on Monday, to to get together and vote and ratify this this proposed new CBA. Um. Like I talked about earlier prior to our commercial break, um, our first casualty of the NFL lockout happened, and that was the cancellation of the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio um, at the NFL Hall of Fame. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's really no big deal. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a preseason game. I mean, it's the Bears versus the Rams. It's there. the Bears versus the Rams, yeah. It's not like we're, you know, seeing a, a rematch of last year's Super Bowl or anything like that. Um, you know, maybe we could test to see how, uh, you know, how much of a, how much of a bitch uh, Jay Culler <laughs> isn't. Although I still think he's very much a bitch. Um, but, I mean, that is the first casualty. Of course, you know, they're saying it's, it's hurting. Canton, Ohio right now just because of all the revenue and everything that could be generated from that game. Uh, just because, I mean, we are a football crazy nation and any type of of professional NFL football, I mean, it's, it's going to be a big money maker. Uh, so it's it, it definitely that hurts. It hurts Canton. I mean, the general um, the general um you know, NFL population probably really doesn't care all that much. But it is our first casualty, and we could be having more casualties here this coming week um, if something isn't ratified. And like like we said, Eric, training camp is scheduled to open Wednesday. And right now, we could have two things happen on Wednesday, which could be awesome. If something is ratified by then, and we could have the start of training camp on Wednesday. And one of my favorite things. The start of NFL free free agency. agency. Yep. And this year, when free agent comes around, (laughs) it is going to be utter chaos. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the only good thing that could come from all this is from this NFL lockout is is everything's going to be pushed. You know, everything's going to be condensed. So we're not going to have lengthy, uh, you know, we're not going to have lengthy... uh, 
you know, a lengthy process where free agents are mulling their options. I mean, if free agents are going to have to come up with a decision quick on what they want to do. Um, I, I think this free agency is going to be awesome. Man. I mean, and that's the only good thing that's coming out of this lockout. I mean, where everything's going to be, everything's going to be ex- ex- expediated here. I, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have we're gonna have training camp. We're gonna have free agency. All of this could happen this week, so we could have a very very big week this week. Um, but I mean, all, like I said, all that depends on, uh, on 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 this new CBA being ratified, and if it doesn't happen. Then training camp is going to probably is going to have to get pushed back, meaning we're going to be probably losing more preseason games. Which, again, that's not something that's totally terrible. But now you really, really start the questions. Once you start losing preseason games, okay, what's the NFL going to do from there? Are they going to are they going to going to totally lose those preseason games? Are they going to make them up? Or are we really going to start seeing the loss of some regular season games here? Who knows? Um, but this week really is it's crunch time now in the NFL. And all I'm saying is if something doesn't get done this week, then we could see you know the beginnings of some potential delay to the start of the regular season, which is something we don't want to see. We don't want to see that one bit, and um, like I said, it's it, it all depends. I mean, this is a big week right now for the NFL. 734-259-4941 is the number to call it, and you can text it at 734-273-9982. Um... Before we get into college football, actually, we're going to go to go ahead and take another quick commercial break. This is Inside the Huddle on the Majors.net. We'll be right back. Smarter. Larry, why weren't you in Professor Dinky Doodle's mythical creature classification class? Well, I'm taking Algebra 2 in a foreign language. Oh, so you can talk to unicorns? <laughs> uh, exactly. Unless they're French. Larry wanted to go to college, so he visited knowhowtogo.org to find the classes he really needed. Getting into college doesn't happen magically. Learn more at knowhowtogo.org. Brought to you by the American Council on Education, Lumina Foundation for Education, and the Ad Council. My sport is football, but my passion is education. My name is Namdi Asmoa, and this is how I live united. I see too many kids miss out on moving up. Kids who could go on to college, but just need that extra little push. So every year, I take promising high school students on a college tour. We check out the dorms, the library, meet some professors, find out where the best late night grub stops are. It shows them that there's a whole world beyond their own. But what's even better is that most of these kids decide college is for them. I'm Namdi Asmoa. I show kids that a higher education means a brighter future. So when it comes to living united, I don't just wear the shirt. I live it. Join me. It takes all of us working together to make a difference. Find out how you can live united for education. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Go to liveunited.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. I'm Sarah. I'm Ellen. One night, I was at a bar. One night, I was at a bar. I had one too many drinks. I had one too many drinks. I got behind the wheel. I got a cab. A squirrel ran across the road. A squirrel ran across the road. I swerved. The cab swerved. I hit a guy. The cabbie just missed a guy. I wish I took a cab. Thank goodness I took a cab. You have the choice to save a life. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. Brought to you by the Department of Transportation and the Ad Council. This is Adam Hernandez with a Majors update. The NFL is stuck in a holding pattern with no with work still to be done to end 
the current NFL lockout. People from both sides of the labor dispute plan to talk through the weekend, although not face-to-face, to try to resolve the differences preventing players from accepting the owner-approved proposal that would put the league back in business. After the NFL Players Association decided not to vote Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, it's possible it won't make a decision, any decision until next week. It all comes to, down to how long it takes to resolve the remaining issues. As it is, clubs won't open their facilities to players Saturday when owners wanted to unlock the gates. NFL enforcer, NFL enforcer Derek Bugard had been out of drug rehab for just one day before his younger brother gave him an unprescribed narcotic pain pill at the start of an evening of night clubbing, drug taking, and heavy drinking that resulted in his death, prosecutors alleged Friday. A complaint filed in Hennepin County District Court said Aaron Bugard, 24, told police he gave his brother a single oxycodone the night before he found Derek Bugard dead in their Minneapolis apartment May 13th. Derek Bugard, 28, died of what authorities ruled as a toxic mix of alcohol and drugs. The younger Bugard was charged Friday with unlawful distribution of a controlled substance, a felony that also applies when narcotics are given away for free. He was also charged with interfering with the scene of a death for allegedly flushing the rest of his brother's drug stash, a mix of oxycodone and related drugs down the toilet before police arrived, the complaint alleged. And in baseball, a criminal complaint against two new suspects described in graphic detail the injuries suffered by San Francisco Giants fan Brian Stowe, who was beaten nearly to death outside Dodger Stadium, including cuts to the victim's face and tongue. Charges filed Friday against Luis Sanchez, 29, and Marvin Norwood, 30, were announced by police chief Charlie Beck as he exonerated a man initially named as the prime suspect. Sanchez and Norwood were charged with one count of each of mayhem assaulted by means likely to produce great bodily injury and battery with serious bodily injury, all felonies in the attack of Brian Stowe. Both were being held on $500,000 bail after being arrested Thursday. For more, check out themajors.net. In the meantime, we'll get back to Inside the Huddle. I am Adam Hernandez. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Huddle on the majors.net, 734-259-4941 is the number to call in, or you can text in at 734-273-9982. Switching gears a little bit here from the pros back to the college ranks. Um, Big news this past week is the... uh, is the NCAA will not punish Ohio State for failure to monitor their program. Um, this actually came out, I believe, yesterday. Check out some of the story on our website over at themajors.net. Uh, like I said, the NCAA announced that they will not hit the university with lack of institutional control over the mem- memorabilia for cash and tattoo scandal that costs football coach Jim Trestle his job. Um, furthermore, in all of this, NCAA investigators notified Ohio State that no new violations were found in their investigations and they will not cite the school for failing to monitor their football program. Now, in a report first brought forth by the Columbus Dispatch, the letter by the NCAA also stated that former football coach Jim Trestle was the only university official who knew of the violations by the players. Trestle would later fail to reveal any of these violations, of course, to NCAA officials. And as a result, Trestle eventually resigned from his position this past May after Ohio State discovered emails revealing that Trestle was warned about player involvement with a Columbus Tattoo Parlor owner back in April of 2010. Um, What this basically means is 
We talked about it last um, two weeks ago on Inside the Huddle, uh, where Ohio State gave themselves a pretty uh, a pretty lame um, punishment, self-imposed sanctions, where they got rid of. The slap uh, on the wrist. They gave themselves a slap on the wrist, where they vacated last year's Sugar Bowl win, and they vacated the wins from all of last season, and. When you vacate wins, it, it's pretty meaningless. Like, everyone knows who won those games. Everyone, exactly. Everybody knows that Ohio State won those games. I mean, Michigan fans... It's not going <coughs> to be magical. It's like, oh, Michigan actually won this game. Let's go celebrate. Yeah, like, I mean, no. I mean, they're, they're, not, they're, not saying, they're not telling Brady Hoke, you know, we're actually going to bring Rich Rodriguez back because he ended up beating Ohio State last year, as it turns out. So I would jump out the window if Rich Rodriguez came back. Yeah, so sorry about that, Brady. Um, not to mention we have the number one recruiting class right now. Um, it, it, it's not. I mean, that's not the case. I mean, it's it, vacating wins is stupid. It is very, very stupid. It's 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 a, it's a stupid penalty. Um, if they wanted to hit themselves, they they hit themselves with with. Uh, Further loss of jobs in the coaching staff. Um, you hit them with with coaching um, with coaching restrictions. You hit them with loss of scholarships, and you hit them you hit them with uh, with postseason bans here. Now, what this potentially means is Ohio State probably may not get the extent of what USC got. Which I think is, which I think is ridiculous. I mean, I, I, they should be getting what Ohio State. How can? How can? Give me what USC get. Yeah, thank you. Um, it's crazy because it's not only the football program that got in trouble; it was the basketball program. Yep. And, yes. And how can they not pass the failure to monitor when it's two different sports at the school? And you know what? I mean. Ohio State knew what they were getting embedded with here with Jim Trestle. Yeah, exactly, because he had problems at Youngstown State. Yeah, he had problem. He had the same problems. It seems like at Youngstown State. I wanted to say Miami of Ohio. And I mean, it's they knew what was going on. They they knew what could happen here. They knew Jim Trestle was dirty. They knew he was a dirty coach. Yet they brought him aboard, and. Now I'm not completely ready to, you know, just tear apart the NCAA just yet, even though the NCAA is th- they're dirty themselves. However, however, if cuz Ohio State officials still need to meet with the infractions committee at, the, at with the NCAA in early August. If the NCAA slaps Ohio State on the wrist, if they let them get away with this, <coughs> which at this point, it's looking that way, it's possible. It is possible that Ohio State could get away with all of this. The NCAA would truly be broken. a joke. It would be broken. This this means that there is free reign for programs to pretty much do if you're a big time program to pretty much do whatever you want what this means is all the other stuff that we're hearing about all the stuff that we're hearing about with Oregon all this LSU Uh, Georgia Tech Georgia Tech it's meaningless it is absolutely meaningless what's going to be happening from there and what we're going to be able to get out of that. And you know what? If if Ohio State gets away with this, then I'm moving closer and closer to believing that, okay, if you're going to let Ohio State get away with this, then you, then, okay, then, then come out with all of it. Come out with all of it. Let players be compensated for something then. If you're going to go ahead and make tons and tons of money off these players and pretend to do something about it, quit pretending like the fans of college football are are stupid. Because they're not stupid. 
start, you know, start compensating the players then. Because this is ridiculous. This is ridiculous to continue to pretend that you are some type of, of, of ethical organization here in the NCAA. It's it's and come out and, and and do something about okay start start compensating the players then, you know give them something, giving so give them something don't you know, I, I remember this this quote that uh, that Samuel L Jackson had in this movie one eight seven one eight seven, you know he's don't be halfway stupid be all the way stupid, <laughs> which is something you know that you can that you can you know put forth here. Everyone loves Samuel L Jackson lines in movies. Oh, I love them. I love them. Don't be halfway stupid, NCAA. Be all the way stupid here. You know? Because you know what? It is it is truly going to be stupid if you if you start compensating players. But like Samuel L. Jackson says, don't be halfway stupid, be all the way stupid, NCAA. Because that's what you're moving towards here if you let Ohio State get away with this. You know who they, you know who they should bring on the infractions committee? Samuel L. Jackson. Shaft. <laughs> um, but I still think I still think Ohio State will be hit something. I still think that they'll be hit with a, bo- a postseason ban, and I still think that they'll lose scholarships and all of that. But at this point, it seems like that might be it for one season. That's it. That's it. Um. Other than that, uh, one thing that people need to be keeping an eye on in all of this is that ESPN um, lawsuit that they filed for um, a public records lawsuit, which um, they want to know, they want Ohio State to uh, reveal emails that stretch all the way back to 2007. Oof. Now, the significant, now I don't know if, I don't know if the NCAA, you know, investigated that, if they asked them to look at other emails but, and if that's the case, then, you know, if the NCAA truly looked at that and... There shouldn't be a problem with There it. shouldn't be a problem with Ohio State revealing the emails because they apparently didn't do anything else wrong. However... If there is something they're hiding in there. If Ohio State decides not to uh, release these emails and they decide to go to court to fight ESPN and all of this, then that's going to leave a lot of people wondering, okay... What's in those emails? What's in those emails? What are you hiding, Ohio State? And the significance of these emails going all the way back to 2007, this is something we talked about in, on, the majors, on the Majors Live a couple weeks ago. The significance of going back to 2007 is that was prior, and I hate, and, and no pun intended, that was prior to Terrell Pryor setting foot that was when Troy Smith was still the quarterback. That's when Troy Smith was still the quarterback. That was that was just about when the Terrell Pryor era would be starting at Ohio State. Now, if that's the case, if that's the case that Moore is revealed back in 2007, then who knows how long this paper trail is going to lead. And quite frankly, I wouldn't be surprised if it... If it stretches all the way back to Trestle, to Trestle's beginnings at Ohio State, which happened in what two thousand, either two thousand or two thousand one, because you heard about you heard about everything that Maurice Claret has said. Maurice Claret has basically said that this is nothing new. This is the same thing. This is basically the same things that were that was happening when Maurice Claret was was there, and that's exactly and that's pretty much what Maurice Claret was saying himself. So. I mean, it's it's in, it's interesting, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with all this. Because if ESPN fights Ohio State, and if, and if Ohio State fights back in all of this, that's going to leave a lot of people wondering what exactly else is going on. Now, if Ohio State does win this, then we're not going to figure out anything else of it, because those emails probably wouldn't be released. However, if ESPN gets a hold of it, and all of a sudden, more is revealed about Ohio State. What then? Is the NCAA then going to be forced into conducting a new investigation with Ohio State? 
and what more would be revealed. Eric and I were, we, we maintained that more was going to be revealed months ago in all of this. We, were, we, we, were the, we, we originally thought that Jim Trestle would end up losing his job over all this, and we were right. Now, again, who knows what else is going to be happening on this? I don't think Ohio State is out of the woods. Even if, even if they do convene with the, with the NCAA in early August, and if it appears that they get away with all of this, there's still going to be that ESPN suit. So, like I said, it's not over yet for Ohio State. I just, it can't be, like, it's the whole public records things that's going to be the kicker, like, because like we said earlier, if if there's nothing to be hit, if the NCAA already looked into those, they should, they should be squeaky clean. Yeah, they should have absolutely no problems. And even before that, they should have no problems with saying, okay, we have nothing to hide. And then Maurice Claret, great source of information. <laughs> has come out and said this is nothing new I believe him I mean but I believe him too I believe him too I mean and you I mean you lie down with dogs you rise up with fleas and that's what Jim Trestle is he is a dog and yeah, I like that. and when you and when Ohio State became involved with him they brought everything that Jim Trestle's about on board with all of this. Do you really think that Jim Trestle was going to change his ways from Youngstown State to Ohio State? No, he was just a just a just makes it into a bigger picture. Yes, he's all and of a sudden this school has the money to hide it. But sure, and all of a sudden he has more resources. He has more resources where his 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 dirty ways can become dirtier and he could benefit more from it. He can make himself more money. He can make more money for the program, get himself better players. And that's why all of this, I mean, that's why some Ohio State fans were a little angry at me when I said that this was an uneven playing field. Because it was an uneven playing field that Ohio State was playing with. You take you take two schools, and you take like Illinois and Ohio State. Illinois is a big school, Big Ten school. Now, when you have two players here, if they're fighting over the same player, what, as a player yourself, where are you going to go? You're going to go to a program that, that is offering you more than just a, a, a good education and a top-of-the-line program? Or are you going to go to a program that offers you $50,000? In addition to all of that. Yeah. So... I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna have to see what else comes about from this. I, I did recently watch rewatch the SMU thirty for thirty. Pony Express, yes. Yeah. The po- Pony Excess. Pony. Well, they were called the Pony Express, yeah, but the yeah. thirty for thirty, yeah, the Pony Excess. Go ahead. Um, basically, what what happened was I I, I want to say it was Eric Dickerson mm-hmm. in SMU. He was being recruited by Texas Tech and SMU. SMU was he told they gave him a briefcase. For $25,000 at his house. And he said that's nowhere near enough. <laughs> and that's probably what's going on in Ohio State. I still believe that. Yeah. And then then, the, then more towards the end after they got dropped with their first penalties and put on probation. They basically said, all right, we got to make it through this probation because we can't. We have a, sal- we have a, a salary to make. We have to still pay these players if they want us to keep their mouth shut, if they want to stay here. And then they got caught again. Yep. And if, if you guys haven't seen this document, if you haven't seen this 30 for 30, the Pony Excess, it's, it's, a, it's a great, great... It's a great watch. Documentary. It's, it, it is a great watch, so check it out if you can. Um, if you're just a sports fan in general. Oh, sure. Absolutely. It is amazing. Um, one final note I want to get to. Um, posted an interesting article on our uh, on our Ann Arbor site, uh, annarbor.themajors.net, which recently opened this past week. Um, and it comes from an Adam Rittenberg article on ESPN. 
asking if uh, if Brady Hoke is already on the hot seat at Michigan. Um, now I got a I got a lot of uh, I got a lot of criticism for this article, and I just want to say I didn't write this article. <laughs> I was commenting on an Adam Rittenberg article that he wrote, and it appears like some of the criticism I was getting from this was the people were thinking that I wrote this article when I didn't write the article. I mean, I was I was just bringing forth something to the Michigan fan base of what else is going on, what other people are talking about. Um, Adam Rittenberg basically said that uh, that Brady Hoke may be on the hot seat already. I mean, not to the point where he's going to be losing his job, but to the point where he could make himself... Uh, He could begin to get some of the uh, the wrath of some impatient fans. I ag- I agree with that. Based off based off the and, and Adam Rittenberg makes a lot of sense in all of this, and this is something we'll 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 touch on further um, this coming Wednesday on uh, on Detroit Sports Weekly. But he talks about the relatively easy schedule that Michigan has this season, and I looked at the schedule. And I said it, and I said it in response to this article. And you could you could check out this article on annarbor.themajors.net, uh, where I, I don't believe there's any reason for Michigan not to be seven and five in Brady Hoke's first season. Yeah, I, I basically went through the schedule and I was looking at the games that they are most likely going to lose: Nebraska, Ohio Mi- State. I think they're still going to lose to Ohio, Ohio State, State this year. Michigan State, I think they're still going to lose. I think I think they're losing to Michigan State as well. Notre Dame. I think they're losing to Notre Dame. And, ooh. I, is it Wisconsin? No, it's Iowa. I, yeah, Iowa. Iowa. I, uh, those are the five games I think they're going to lose to. All the other ones, I mean, they're playing Western. I believe they're playing Eastern. San Diego State may be a little bit of trouble for them. San Diego State University. You know those players are going to be. <laughs> oh, sure. They're going to be on their game. Absolutely, but I still, that's a home game though for Michigan. I think Michigan should, and it, and it goes equal way too, or it goes both ways. I mean, Brady Hoke should know his former players, and they're playing at home. So you think the, the advantage should be Michigan there. But going back to the, if Brady Hoke's on the hot seat, I wouldn't say he's on the hot seat, but. He's on the, he may be on the hot seat with fans. Like, yeah, exactly, because these fans are. I almost want to say they're becoming Michigan fans again. They just want to win. Oh, sure. And what Rich Rod did to this program was inexcusable, but now Brady Hoke has been put into a tough situation. He's done good right now, but it's meaningless unless it's done on the field. Absolutely. I mean, sure, you can have the number one recruiting class. That is great. I love that. I, I give him props for that, but... You have to put a winning team on the field to keep your job at Michigan. Absolutely, and you know, and, and like I'm, I s- not, I'm not talking about six wins being bowl eligible, seven wins guaranteed, making it to a shitty bowl, kind of squeaking one out against Missouri. I'm talking about going nine or ten wins every season, conti- competing for the Big Ten, going and winning the Rose Bowl. Yeah, and I mean, we, and you you do have to be realistic here. I mean, Michigan isn't going to go out this season. They're not going to. No. They're not going to challenge for the Big Ten. No, not, not one bit. I think in three years, maybe four years is more likely. Yes, and you need to you need to see consistent progress on both sides of the ball here, which is what you didn't see with with Rich Rodriguez. You saw you saw the offense getting better, but you saw the defense getting worse. And all and everybody's gonna be like, "Oh, that's Greg Rouse. That's Greg Rouse. or um, it's Rich Rod's team. It's Rich Rod's team." And I don't, I don't want to get in the whole Rich yeah. Rod debate here because but, we could go but, on and about that. But and Lamar Woodley, I think it was Lamar Woodley, came out and said he he loves um, Greg Madison's defense. He said it's it's like a Michigan defense. Oh yeah, a Michigan defense. Yep. He's like they'll come out and hit, and they'll be s- smart. Sure. But you know, and basically what I was getting when I was getting into all this, and I'm sure what Adam Rittenberg was getting into all of this too is. Brady Hoke's not going to lose his job if he doesn't if he doesn't perform after the first season. I mean, if he comes out and, like I said, he should get seven wins this season. 
I don't think there's any doubt that he should get seven wins or any excuse for him not getting seven wins, to tell you the truth, just because of the easy schedule. Like, we went through it. I mean, there's games on there that he should win that are pretty clear cut, and there's games there that he should lose. There was like yeah. a knife in the heart when I said Michigan State. Well, I, <laughs> I mean, are you, I mean, Michigan plays Illinois this year. Yeah. They play him at home this year. I don't think Michigan has ever lost to Illinois in like 10 years. Well, we all remember what happened last year in last year's game. It was an extremely high-scoring game. Oh, Michigan oh ended, yeah. Michigan ended up winning in overtime. Um, um, but... I remember I, the next week we were just bitching. Yeah, we're bitching game. because it seemed like everybody was excited about a Michigan win when they, when they shouldn't be excited about it. I think we got chewed out for that, too, on the Majors Live. We did, yes. yes. <laughs> um, but... Uh, I mean, do you really think Brady Hoke's Michigan team this year is in a position where they where they're worse off than Rich Rodriguez's team last year? Where um, they should lose that Illinois game? Um, I would say at home. I don't think that's the case. It's it's hard to say, but I would say they're about equal right now. But. In the long run, this Brady Hoke team will be much better because he's actually going to play both sides of the ball. And if they're equal, then they should go 7-5. and five. Yes. Because that's that's what Rich Rod finished at last year. Am I correct? Yeah, because yes. if... Rich, well, they finished 7-6 because six six they Rod lost was the bowl the head game. Coach, I, th- I believe they would have a better offense than last year. But the offense will only take you so far. You can't stop another team from scoring. How are you going to win? Go to overtime against Illinois. You expect to do that? You expect to begin a shootout against Ohio State, mm-hmm. against Nebraska, even Michigan State, Wisconsin. Another reason why uh, this is an important year for Brady Hoke is because the 2012. Now I know Brady Hoke; he has a top ten recruiting class right now as Number it stands one. for uh, for 2012. However, They're that fun. 2012 schedule is going to be brutal. Yeah. I mean, you you open up the season against against Alabama at the Death Star. at the Death Star, and that 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 is a brutal way because usually Michigan's used to opening up the season against uh, against cupcake teams. Yeah, I mean this year they're opening up against Western Michigan again. I think didn't they open up to Western Michigan last year too? Yes, they did. It seems I like that's no it. Seem, no, they opened two, up Connecticut. Two, Connecticut two years, two years ago. ago was against Western Michigan. Last year was against Connecticut. That's when Denard like ran out of his shoes. That yes. And, and then you're playing Air Force, too, which is no easy team. Air Force is no cupcake team. No, they got, they got a nice air raid offense. Yes. Um, they'll, they'll put some points up on you. <coughs> and um, you're still playing Notre Dame. And you can't scoff at Notre Dame anymore. No. I, think, I think Notre Dame's going to be good this season. Brian Kelly is one hell of a coach. Yes. And Notre Dame's going to be good next season as well. Notre Dame, I think, is going to be better next season. I mean, if you if you look back at Brian Kelly as a head coach, he started out at Grand Valley State, turned that program around, won a couple Division Two national championships, went to Central Michigan, turned that team around, then Central started winning the MAC every year, then he went to Cincinnati, yep, and they ACC. I want to say Big East. Big Cincinnati's East. Big East. Yep. Started competing for the Big East, which the Big East is an AQ is an AQ division, even though I don't think they should be, but they are. <laughs> and now he wins. He wins games. Exactly. He wins games. He loves to win. And to tell you the truth, I don't think he likes Michigan teams for being passed over, especially Michigan and Michigan State. He doesn't like those programs because he probably feels that he should have been hired in as head coach for both of those. Because he, I mean, there was the opportunity there for both of those schools, for Michigan State and Michigan, to go out and bring in Brian Kelly as the new head Let me coach. Let this right now. Who would you rather have a head coach, Brady Hoke or Brian Kelly? Before, like when Brian Kelly was still at Cincinnati, and Brady Hoke say he was at San Diego State. Brian Kelly, probably Brian Kelly. <laughs> yeah, probably Brian Kelly. Yeah. Um, I mean, just for his past record. Yeah. I mean, Brady Hoke has a good past record too, but it's not yeah. as good as Brian Kelly's. No. And not to mention he has roots in Michigan, like crazy, like coached in Michigan. Yeah. 
So it, yeah, as, he, a, as a head coach. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but we are gonna we are gonna go we are gonna touch more about this on 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 Wednesday during Detroit Sports Weekly. So um, we're gonna be touching more about this Brady Hoke hot seat thing. Um, we're gonna be talking more about Michigan football as well as we move closer and closer and closer to the beginning of the college football season, um, which is just a, what a month away. Yeah, a little bit over a month away. Um, a fan question, really quick though. During this whole NFL lockout, whose side have you been on? Um, for the first part, for the majority of this, I was on the player's side. Um, now, though, I'm siding with the owners, which is what the players are going to say. You know, that's what the that's what the owners want. They want you to end up siding with them. Um, I'm I'm with you because I just want this to be over. I want this to be over. Yeah, I mean. And right now, it's 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 stupid to see these guys fighting over the, uh, this amount of money, you know, over you know what was it like nine billion dollars? What they originally fight were fighting over, it seemed like. And right now, I'm ready for it to be over. The the owners have, you know, signed off on it. They're done negotiating. They agreed upon it themselves, and they're handing it over to the players, saying, "Okay, the ball is in your court. Get it done." We've got it done. It's your turn now, and the players are—they're—they're uh, they're delaying this now. When we could have been done with everything, we could have been talking about NFL free agency right now. But the players—come on, the players, throw me a bone. The players are now dragging their feet, and now I'm swaying more towards the owners. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Other than that, uh, stay tuned. Though this week again, we may have a special edition of Inside the Huddle next week. Um, hopefully something gets done. Uh, like I said, we're going to be back again this week with our full gamut or full schedule of uh, TMSNX Radio. Uh, we've got, again, around the diamond this Monday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. I'm sorry, no, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on the Majors.net. Uh, we've got the Majors Live again coming back this week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time, the Majors.net. Uh, Grouty, or Grouty Radio this Wednesday, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time on TheMajors.net, Grady.com. And make sure you tune in to Detroit Sports Weekly this Wednesday, 6.30 p.m. on Detroit.TheMajors.net. So other than that, like I said, stay tuned for this week as we're going to have a big week announcing, uh, talking about this NFL logout. Hopefully something gets done. And um, just stay tuned to our websites for news on all of that. In the meantime... Have a great week, everybody. Hopefully, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you next week. If not, we'll see you again in two weeks. Uh, other than that, have a good one, everybody. See ya.